And now, your prayer intentions with author Peter and Jimmy. Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Prayer Intentions as we spend about a half hour, maybe 25 minutes if you, to be more precise, to uh, share some time as we pray for your prayer intentions. And we're going to start this show with some bookkeeping, so to speak, or to take care of a few things. First of all, we're going to do as we did last week, because I must admit I've neglected this a bit, remind you of all the different ways you can send us your prayer intentions. You can tweet them to us at Radio WQPH. You can email us at WQPH893 at Comcast.net. That's WQPH893 at Comcast.net. You can give them to me in person if you see me at Daily Mass or when you see me at the Catholic Men's Conference in March. In Worcester, I'll be there. You Give me your prayer intentions. Or you can post them at the WQPH website. That's WQPHradio.org. Click on Prayer Wall. And you can post your prayers not only for me to see, but for others to see and give prayerful responses to them. And I want to mention, since we're do, as I said, we're doing a little bit of uh, bookkeeping here. I want to mention the WQPH website, because I don't think I mentioned it enough. I know I mentioned it in terms of the uploading of things. But the WQPH website has a lot of stuff, including you have the on-air schedule, some local events, and so forth, links to the EWTN. And it's, I mean, it's a very useful resource. And, of course, you can donate to WQPH on the site, too. But it's a great resource that you want to take advantage of. And I also want to, plus there's also podcasts of our shows. And let me remind you of the shows that we offer here. Uh, we have the Deacon's Table, Sundays at 8 p.m. The Shepherd's Pie with Anthony Barone Kolnick. Uh... Saturdays at 1 p.m., so that's just an hour from now. We have Benedict's Hammer, Sundays at Midnight with Steve Serrano. We have From the Housetops with Brother Matthew and Brother Anthony from the Slaves of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Talking about Catholic doctrine, that's on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 4 p.m. We air the Children's Rosary, at 5 p.m. seven days a week, which is a great thing. You can't have too many rosaries, frankly. We have local matters, which is news and knowledge and such. That was at 11 a.m., so if you were listening to us, to the station an hour ago, you got to hear local matters. We have Talk Catholic, which follows our show, so don't go away. When we're all done, Talk Catholic comes right after us at 12.30. And, of course, Dan and Tom, who were just before us from New Jersey. We had the, you might remember, we had the uh, retreat with them last year. Saturdays at 11.30. So we have all kinds of local programming, along with, of course, the EWTN feed, the EWTN masses, and big Catholic events that EWTN covers that they cover live. They'll be on the radio as well. So the WQPH website is a great resource. And you should take advantage of that resource for all the little reasons that I've mentioned. 
And let's talk about taking advantage of the resources. There's so many resources within the church. There's daily mass. Now, I admit there are days when I miss daily mass. In fact, I missed it today. But in fairness, I get out of work at midnight. (laughs) And I get home around 1230 and I unwind a little bit. And there are days when I just sleep through it. And I don't make it to daily mass. But daily mass is there every single day. Different churches have different mass schedules. My own church, St. Bernard's Parish at St. Camillus, has two daily masses, Monday through Thursday, 7 and 8 a.m. with a rosary right in the middle, if you like a group rosary, plus a daily mass on Saturday mornings. Your local parish will have its own daily mass schedule. One great thing you can take advantage of. There's the Sacrament of Reconciliation, Penance, which you should take advantage of whenever possible. That's the sacrament that reconciles us with God. Do not fail to take advantage of that sacrament. There's the sacrament of the sick, which used to be called last rites, but it's now given to you. You don't have to be on your deathbed. You can just be sick. And you can be anointed, just like it says in the letter of James. You know, if people sick, come to the priest, he will anoint you, and your sins will be forgiven, and so forth. If you are ill, take advantage of the sacrament of the sick. Your priest will be happy to do that. Take advantage of that sacrament and, and do so. Take advantage of resources like this show, where we pray together, where we have interviews with Catholic authors, when we're going to have the second part our interview with Kevin Rush in the Lance of the Veil in a few seconds. Take advantage of that. There's the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the book version, the version that's online. And, of course, there's a podcast that's going on, a Catholic Catechism in a Year. Take advantage of that. And, of course, there's Scripture. And if you're of a certain age... You have the family Bible right in your house, but even if you don't, use a Bible. Grab a Bible, read the Scripture. There's even a podcast of the Scripture in the year that you can grab off of YouTube and or elsewhere. There's all of these little little resources. Plus, of course, there's sacramentals. There's adoration, which at our parish we have again at St. Bernard's Mondays from eight thirty to seven, Tuesdays from eight to four another time to go and pray. There's the Catholic Men's Conference coming up in March. There's the Catholic Women's Conference, which I believe is in October, and I was going to be at it last year, but that was when I was very, very sick. I had two months of very, very sick, so I missed a lot of things. But there are all of these things, all of these things to take advantage of, all of these gifts from God. There's the various devotions to the saints. There's the shrines. I know when I would go to the Pintastic uh, Pinball Festival, they used to have it in uh, Sturbridge. This year they're having it in uh, Marlborough, unfortunately. But in Sturbridge, there's the Shrine of St. Anne right there. So I would take advantage and go visit the Shrine of St. Anne. There's Catholic shrines around. The Shrine to the uh, Divine Mercy, the National Shrine to Divine Mercy, is here in Massachusetts. I guess it's in western Massachusetts. It's a little bit of a drive, depending on where you are. But the Shrine's there. And there are all of these little things we can take advantage of to help us along in our faith. And sometimes we don't, you know, we see them, but we don't see them. It's like, take, it's like coupons. 
You would not hesitate to clip a coupon if you could save $50 here. Or the other little devotion, like the blessing of the doors that we do on uh, January 6th. There's Lent coming up where there's all sorts of special devotions. There's the Stations of the Cross. And, you, and just a reminder, you don't have to wait till Lent to pray the Stations of the Cross. You can pray the Stations of the Cross at any time. But there's all of these things that are out there, the devotions of the saints, the sacramentals that are out there, that are there to help us along. And how many times do we ignore them? How many times do we forget about them? Don't miss what's right in front of you. And like when I do my, my rosaries, I have a, a prayer, the third mystery of light. I always offer it for to notice the works of God all around me. I also always offer it for my wife, but to recognize the works of God all around us. Don't miss them because they're there waiting to be seen and taken advantage of. And now let's get to the second part of our interview with Kevin Rush. And the book is The Lance and the Veil. Now you've talked about some of the traditions concerning Longinus in the Catholic faith, but there's very little in terms of, in terms of scripture. You, you have the mention of the piercing of the spear, but you don't have Veronica at all in scripture, although you do have her, of course, in the Stations of the Cross. Yes, Veronica is not a gospel figure. Uh, she comes to us solely from our Catholic tradition, uh, Station 6 of the Cross. Uh, after Christ has fallen for the first time, she wipes his face. So that's really all we know about her. What's interesting, though, is that her veil gained great notoriety throughout um, the Roman world. And if I could say a little bit about the veil, um, legend says that uh, on the death of Peter, Veronica gave the veil to his successor. Uh, we're also told that Veronica got her name from the veil itself. Um, the veil was called the Verus Icon, which means true image. So. Veronica was actually named for the Veronica, which was the veil. Uh, Dante mentions praying before the Veronica. Um, and in Dante's time, there were veils everywhere that had been reproduced, and the veils uh, proliferated to such an extent that uh, a pope at one time ordered all of them to be burned. So they, uh, they were destroyed. Um, it is rumored that some survived. It's rumored that the authentic veil survived. We don't really know. Uh, what's interesting is that in 2006, before he uh, decided to retire from the papacy, um, Pope Benedict went to a monastery where a veil that uh, is thought by some to be the original uh, is on exhibit and he prayed before uh, the Veronica, before making his decision. Now, of course, when you're writing historical fiction, you, you, know, you, do a, you do your research on the historical period, you do your research on the historical time, and of course, when you're bringing your faith into it, you want it you're trying to be consistent with not only the historical time, with the imagery, with the, what we know about that time, but with the faith. How difficult was that to create a novel that was 
true to the time, true to the faith, without going too far away from what we know, or to uh, bring forward things without messing things up, so to speak. <laughs> well, it's funny that you should mention that, because at lunch today I got a great compliment from a woman who had read the book, and she said that there are so many people who attempt to do so many writers who attempt to do this they attempt to weave a narrative which is part imagination and part scripture narrative and they bend the scripture to fit the story that they want to tell um, I didn't do that to uh, you know for me uh, the historical timeline and the gospel narrative were sacrosanct whatever imagination I wanted to put into it had to be able to fit within those constraints because what I wanted to do would be interpreting history not vandalizing it so I wanted anybody who read this to be able to think that they were getting a trustworthy education about the historical context and not um, you know not some Hollywood version you know uh, that's going to leave leave them confused about what it was that actually happened. And that can be a real problem because you know people will forget that a movie is not the scriptures, that a TV show is not the scriptures. I mean, like uh, the show AD, for example, which was an excellent show. I mean, it was a very it was a great show, very enjoyable. But you have things like. Uh, Tiberius going to uh, Jerusalem and then dying on the way back and so forth and Caligula being in Jerusalem at the time of being being emperor with Pilate and that that just throws th some things out the window and it's you can still make a compelling story without rewriting history uh, yes you can and I think it's more compelling when you when you accomplish it that way I think it's kind of cheaping out to change history. Now, if you want to say that your story is inspired by actual events, then that's that's a different threshold. But I wanted, as a former history teacher, I wanted the history to be accurate. Well, I'm sure that we're going to have a lot of people who enjoy this book. How long did it take to write it? Uh, it took me about seven years to write uh, in toto. Uh, I first wrote it as a screenplay. I tried to get it produced in Hollywood. I'm kind of thankful that it didn't because I think that the novel is better than the screenplay ever was. Uh, now I'm trying to uh, get it produced perhaps as a... Uh, as a TV miniseries that would really allow all the richness of the of the novel to be uh, depicted. But yeah, it took me about seven years from the time I started serious uh, drafting of the screenplay to complete the novel. And do you have anything else coming up that we should know about? Well, I'm working on a, a sequel to uh, The Lance and the Veil. Uh, Veronica's story isn't uh, finished yet, um, neither is Longinus, and uh, there's another, uh, another narrative that I'm going to weave into this story which I think will be very compelling as well. Do we have a date and time for that particular one? Oh no, can't promise that. <laughs> I, I 
have recently freed up my schedule so that I'm going to have more time for uh, creative writing because it's been a real uh, frustration in my life uh, the last few years that I I have been so overwhelmed with, you know, the regular day job that I haven't been able to put in enough creative time. Uh, I'm now going to have much more creative time, so I think that uh, it will come along. Um, it'll come along in in God's good time, let's say. Well, that's the best time to go on for things is to to wait for when God is ready for for them, and that's when they come. Now, are you still teaching his history at all, or? No, I um, I gave up teaching. Oh, what was it? Uh, probably uh, 12, 13 years ago. Uh, I've been working as a marketing writer, and uh, I'm going to continue to do that um, privately uh, with private clients. But I'm leaving the company that I've been performing that uh, duty for. That's what's going to free up that extra time. But I imagine that time as a history teacher really helped in terms of steering the book where you wanted to, in terms of keeping, as you said, the historical narrative and of knowing how to present it to young people, to people who will want to enjoy the story. Yeah, I think what helped me was reading well-written history. And when you read well-written history rather than dry, turgid history, you get an appreciation for uh, the compelling nature of, of telling the true story. And so you don't feel like you have to jazz it up. Uh, because, you know, what's more exciting than, you know, the course of history? So, uh, yes, those experiences, you know, I had some great uh, times in the classroom uh, working on uh, sweeping historical projects with my 7th and 8th graders, and um, that experience really helped me uh, learn how to communicate what excited me about history with an audience. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. The book is The Lance in the Veil and Earthquake Weather. Uh, you can go to kevinrush.us and uh, learn all about those books. Okay, Kevin, thank you very much for your time. Again, The Lance in the Veil, which is a story that you will probably enjoy a lot. Well, we enjoyed our conversation with Kevin a lot, and we enjoy all our conversations with our Catholic authors, and we hope you did too. And that was Kevin Rush, and the book is The Lance and the Veil. Now let's get into our prayer, since I took a lot of time in those opening segments. Frankly, don't have anything new for prayer intentions that were sent. So we're going to pray today for our existing and standing intentions, for Nancy, for Kevin, for Mary Lotz, for the local pastors, for the donors to WQPH, and for all of those who are are listening today for the intention that you haven't sent us. The intention that's in your mind right now that you haven't sent us. We're going to pray for that. And because I mentioned it earlier, we're going to pray the third mystery of light, which is the proclamation of the kingdom of heaven. And we're going to offer that. I'm going to offer that for my wife as well, because I always offer that for my wife. So we're going to do this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We offer thee the third mystery of light is the proclamation of the kingdom of heaven. We offer thee, O Lord Jesus, this eighth decade in honor of the proclamation of the kingdom of heaven. And we ask of thee through this mystery and through the intercession of our Holy Mother to recognize the works of the kingdom of heaven all around us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, and now with the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, and now with the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now with the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now with the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now with the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners, now with the hour of death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners, now with the hour of death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners, now with the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners, now with the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners, now with the hour of our death, amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. My Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls into heaven, especially those who are most need of thy mercy. May the grace and mystery of the proclamation of the kingdom of heaven come down to our souls. Amen. And now for the intentions of our Holy Father. For those who are doing the indulgence calendar, glory be to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be a world without end. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the day of battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, o Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. And we pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And because our housekeeping took so long, we're going to go do the closing prayers right now because I took a lot of the a lot of the show with the housekeeping at the beginning. So in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. O God of mercy, as we reach out to those seeking you, send forth your Holy Spirit upon this show, upon this station, upon the stations that carry the show, and all those who are listening to renew us in faith. Enable us to share the good news of the gospel with loving words and caring deeds so that those who have drifted away may be drawn to your church and follow the way of your Son, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. We make our prayers through Jesus our Lord. Amen. And we pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it's very early in the year. We're in this in the interesting period between Lent and the Christmas season. So we're going to have a lot to talk about over the next Ooh, 45 weeks of this year. 
So I hope you come back next week so we can begin our conversations as we pray together for your prayer intentions. Until next week, as Peter and Jeremy saying goodbye and God bless you all. On the WQPH Community Calendar. In 2023, we're expecting to have Tour 2 of the Holy Face Relic with Vicki Schreiner. As you know, she came here last year. We had five really major miracles happen. She's hoping to come in Lent. So if you want to be on the committee or maybe have her come to your church, we'd like to send her to different churches this time. Call us at 978-343-0893 and say, I'd like to have Vicki come to our parish, but I'm going to ask my priest first if he'd like us to come. Also, we have coming up in Lent, 40 hours, which is 40 continuous hours of Eucharistic adoration. We also have a pilgrimage this year, 2023, going to Canton, Ohio. That is the shrine of Rhoda Wise and Mother Angelica. And we ask you, what would you like to do? Where would you like to go? We'd like to do some day trips to Little Rose Farron. So we'll have a bus hired at a very modest price, and we can be going there and then stopping for lunch. I know some of you have some great ideas of what you would like our radio station to do. We have to be active. We have to evangelize our faith. It's our duty to help spread our Catholic faith. So if you have any suggestions of your own as to how this can be done, by all means, share them with us. On the WQPH 89.3 FM community calendar, St. Bernard's Parish at St. Camillus Church in Mechanic Street in Fitchburg is looking for adorers for their days of adoration. Adoration is currently Monday after the 8.30 a.m. daily Mass till 7 p.m. and Tuesdays after the 8.30 Mass till 4 p.m. They're also looking for adorers on Sundays to start the first week of Advent. That'll be running from after the 8 a.m. Mass till after the 6 p.m. Mass on Sundays. If you have an interest in doing adoration on either of those days or in the Sunday adorations, Email us at WQPH893 at Comcast.net. That's WQPH893 at Comcast.net. Subject line, adoration. This has been the WQPH 89.3 FM Community Calendar. This is Peter and Jemmy, host of Your Prayer Intentions, every Saturday here on 89.3 WQPH Shirley Fitchburg. Do you have a prayer request that you'd like me to pray for or perhaps the whole community? Well, include that prayer request in an email. Specify if you want it on air or off, and email that prayer request to WQPH893 at Comcast.net. Let me repeat that. It's WQPH893 at Comcast.net, and we will pray for you. If you have an urgent request that you're looking for immediate prayer, tweet me directly at the Tech Guy blog on Twitter or the Tech Guy blog on Gab. God bless you.